This is Geek Gab on the Books. Your host, Brian Niemeyer, brianniemeyer.com. And joining us again is special guest, author Yakov Merkin, author of A Greater Duty. And today we're going to be discussing how to find a cover artist for your self-published novel. But uh, before we get into the main topic, Yakov, how are you, sir? Good. Keeping myself very busy between traveling across the ocean again and working on numerous projects, both fiction-related and, I guess, normal life uh, things to manage over here. So it's been busy, but it's a good kind of busy. Same here. Are there any projects that you can tell us about? Uh, well, I... I actually did a blog post, I guess, a week or two ago, just briefly going over my plans for the next, really, the next couple of years of of uh, fiction stuff. Um, more imminently, I'm going to be actually releasing something nonfiction. I'm releasing my, my master's thesis that I wrote for my graduate degree in history because I figured I might as well, and it's a topic that people don't know much about, so I think it could just be useful in that vein also. And the plan still is to release a sequel to A Greater Duty uh, this fall, probably October. So I'm actually working it's on that today. Yeah. Yeah, I approve. And uh, so you said your major is history. Yeah, it was. I finished. I graduated a little over a year ago now. Oh, congratulations. Uh, my, my bachelor's is in history, so... Yeah, my bachelor's was history too, then I decided to stick with it because I was winning a lot of awards in the school and I was doing well in it. So, I, And it gave me a reason to not find a full-time job for a little longer. <laughs> uh, you, you definitely understand. All right. Well, we, uh, we have a brother historian, brother author. This is going to be good. So why don't you tell us a bit about your cover artist. I think folks would be excited to hear about John because I know I was when I found out. Yeah. Uh, who did the cover for Greater Duty? Yeah, it's it was actually a very fun process working on that with him. Um, I guess I'll we'll start with how I found him, or how I because we're talking about how we found cover artists. I mean, I've, there's multiple different ways to do that, and everyone has their own story, I would imagine. But for me, I had really very little idea of where to start with that. Um, and so what I ended up doing was since I, I played Magic the Gathering for, I don't know, like 15 years now, and I've loved the art on that game for so long. So I just thought it might be a good idea to just find a list of artists from the game and then just go through the list to see who has websites and who does commissions. And then from there, now try to find somebody who, who I could work with. And as it worked out, uh, John was... The first, really the first one that I actually spoke to, and they were able to just negotiate uh, a price that I could afford, and that was really it. And then we've just been going from there. We actually just just uh, made the deal for the cover art for my next book. Just closed that, and he's going to start. He's going to start working on that. I guess another another week or two. Congratulations! And now for the folks listening at home who might not be familiar with his work, can you just give us a brief overview? Of uh, John Zelesnik. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link to his website in the chat. Although he actually, I think he actually has more art on his 
Facebook page. Yeah, and I've got a link in the show notes as well. Yeah, I think he has actually more art on his Facebook page than he has on his website currently. Yeah. I know there are things That's there. Like his Facebook page is John Celestic Art, and he actually has yeah. more there than he has. Like I guess he's updating it more regularly. No, so. I didn't play Magic the Gathering as much as you, but what really impressed me was that he's uh, the cover artist for Rifts. Role playing game. Yeah. You know, yeah, he mentioned that guy. Actually, actually asked me at one point where I had seen his art from. And then I and I look in looking at his stuff, I had seen a bunch of the Rifts uh, covers. Yeah, a lot of good times playing Rifts back uh, back in the day. So it's nostalgic for me. But. Yeah, that, that's outstanding. Like, yeah, and I like his and his art style. It kind of it really looked like what I wanted to come try and capture for what I was doing. And also, he's done science fiction and fantasy stuff, which is useful if I want to use him for other series down the line. Also, so yeah, and your cover is just your cover is just spectacular. I, I just want to say I, I yeah, love I'm, it. I'm very happy with it. I'm hoping that he that he start to, that he sells prints of it at some point, so I could get. Get one of those. Hang on. Okay, and I'm going to take just a minute here because I have a similar story to talk about my awesome cover artist, Marcelo Orsi Blanco. And he has done all kinds of stuff. He just recently um, finished Oath of Dagon, which is a uh, illustration for a Lovecraft story that he was recently commissioned to do. Uh, got a link to his website below, Crawler's Den. So check that out. But uh, he also did the Latin American covers for James Dashner's Maze Runner. And like I was saying, everyone that I've shown him to agrees, Marcelo's covers are way better than the American covers. I mean, he's just, he's got this super dark and almost organic looking, you really couldn't mistake for anyone, anyone else's. And um, the way that I found it, I actually have to thank my fellow Geek Gap host, Daddy Warpig. Uh, when I was looking for a cover for an ethereal, he said, well, why don't you check book cover design on DeviantArt? So I said, okay. So I did. I just did a search for book cover design and found the group. So there, there's also a link to the DeviantArt group for book cover design below. And uh, I was just flipping through there, and almost immediately, like uh, the second or third page I was scrolling through, saw Marcelo's cover for Death Cure, one of the Mace Runner books, and uh, thought, yeah, that's it. That's exactly the look I'm going for. And contacted him. He was super professional. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a joy to work with. And uh, yeah, it was the beginning of a, a long and beautiful collaboration. Yeah, yeah, your, your your covers are very are amazing. Also, thanks. That I I totally credit that to him. He is um, he is just one of those super creative guys. Like uh, one thing you'll notice about the Soul Cycle covers is the the first two use very warm color palettes. So like uh, you know, reds, oranges, even 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 rose. But then with Secret Kings, he wanted to do something different. And he'd been playing a lot of Final Fantasy. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to use a cooler color palette. So it's um, 
heavier with blues and greens. And he managed to make it fit in with it, because I've, I've got to look for my line. I've got to look for it. And it fits in. I mean, you know, it's a Soul Cycle cover, but it really stands out. It really pops. So that's just one thing that getting the right cover artist can do for you. So, all right, Akko, what, what were your criteria for choosing a cover for a greater duty? What, what were you looking for your cover to do? Um, well, the main thing really is just to tell the reader what kind of book it's going to be, that it's going to be like a space opera, that it's going to have non-human characters in it. And I like the idea of having some of my characters on the cover, both because I like like some of the, like all the classic uh, Star Wars posters from the original, I mean, also from the new ones too, and have the characters on it. Obviously, you don't want to have that many characters on a book cover because that would be way too crowded. The idea with characters and then something related in the background so and also it's it was a way to get art of my characters and get a book cover at the same time so it's kind of fulfilling both of those things for me i think it completely does uh, again it at a glance and even in thumbnail size which is super important you can discern all of those things from your cover you know it's space opera you know they're non-human characters you know that it's, it's action-oriented with the characters in action pose holding the weapons. I mean, John, of course, did a fantastic job. And I should add that it looks even so, better. And it looks even better on the paperback. Yeah. So if anybody wants to, to buy a copy, uh, it looks even better in print. I can only imagine. So, yeah, I suppose we should take a moment to lay out exactly what a good book cover does. And you hit some of the high notes there, but in your experience, what, what makes, a just in general for anybody, a good cover? I mean, for me, I just, like, if I see a cover and it just makes me want to look at it more, just, like, I, get, I don't have any specific things I look for in covers, just anything that draws my eye, makes me want to pick the book up and then read the back. I mean, it's nothing too complicated. I would second that. Yeah, I'd say that a, a good book cover should, at a glance, give you an idea of the tone, genre, and some of the story of the book. And it should make you want to pause and flip it over to read the blurb on the back. And then the blurb on the back should make you want to read the first couple of paragraphs of the first chapter. And then the first couple of paragraphs of the first chapter should uh, clinch the sale. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, and uh, I think we've both done that, so mutual pats on the back. So we have a question from the chat. Um, Castutus Calvitus asks, what are the kinds of price ranges for cover art? Are you are you able to discuss that, just kind of kind of a ballpark figure? Uh, somewhat. I mean, obviously, it depends on what you want. Like with John, when we discussed the prices, it, part of it was determined by what I wanted. Like, obviously original characters um, is going to be a little bit more because it's more more work and more complicated, especially because both of my characters are non-human, so I had to give him descriptions on how they look and like some, some I guess, image reference images that are things that are similar. So, but something like a, like a space battle background, that would be definitely 
cheaper. I'm trying to like, so like, but the average that I've seen when I was researching before I even found him to look at what average prices are, the, like from what I was seeing for original paintings, it's usually around like, like seven, 800 range and up. And obviously depending on your case, you could, depending on the artist, you could negotiate down to, to something a little bit more affordable or make deals if you want to do more than one book also. Absolutely. Yeah. It, again, I'm, I'm going to second what Yakov said. It depends on what you're looking for. You can find like stock public domain art basically for free if that's the way you want to go. I'm actually going to be taking that approach on the, the Hymn of the Pearl, my upcoming Stenlo novella. Um, or their, their pros offer full service, you know, where they will, they will do everything for you. They'll create an original cover, you know, ex exactly to your specifications and even help you market it. And yeah, so a, a book cover can go from basically nothing up to multiple thousands, thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and also some, and also if you, it, it also adds more if you want the artist to do the text for you also at the end, because that's separate mm -hmm. from the original image they make. Right, and I, I will give an in, inside track tip here to our listeners, which is uh, Geo Arbitrage is your friend. So my cover artist, Marcelo, lives in South America, and the exchange rate against the American dollar is very favorable. So uh, because the cost of living down there is so low and American money goes so far, he is able to offer me uh, a deep discount. Um, and now that the cover for each soul cycle book, I will say cost me less than a month's rent. Yeah. With John, it's obviously more cause he, he lives in LA. So the cost of living there is mm -hmm. uh, somewhat higher, but, but still I was able to negotiate down more cause he obviously he would charge more if he was working with the, like a, a regular publishing company. So he understands that it's, yeah, I have a smaller budget and also it helps to be easy to work with. Like it definitely made it a lot easier to make a deal for the second book cover. Mm -hmm. Having had a good relationship with him throughout the process for the first one. Oh, looking at the result, I'd say you definitely, you made a good deal, man. Yeah. 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 I have, I have no regrets. And again, I'm working with him hopefully for the rest of this series, which is plan I'm planning it for, for it to be six or seven books. And I'm, I have other other books that I'm working on that are completely separate from it. And I would also love to use his art for at least some of those. Oh, Todd Edvard in the chat points out something important that if the artist you choose has a following, then that can help market your book. So that, that is something to think about. And we are out of time. Wow, time flies. I uh, hope you guys have found this. Yeah, hope, hope the listeners have found this useful. So, yeah, DeviantArt is an excellent resource. Just uh, yeah, seeking out artists with with followings and you know asking what they charge for commission. You know, just go and find your your favorite favorite uh, trading card or CCG artist or role playing game artist, um, artists of other books you like, and see what their rates are. And they're easy. Okay. They're easy lists to find of like, for example, Magic the Gathering artists, like they have a Wikipedia list of everybody 
who's ever done art for the game. And I'm sure other games have the same thing. And obviously some of them will be too much, but there'll be plenty who only, or a smaller name will be much easier to work with and affordable. Absolutely. So Yako, before we say goodbye, do you have anything to add? Um, not too much. I mean, just something else to bear in mind when working on cover art with, with working with an artist is that you have to allow always for some artistic license, even when you're dictating more or less what you want, that you have to allow to some degree um, the artists to have a little bit of free reign to, to enjoy themselves and to, and also they could often add something to it that you didn't think, you, you didn't think of beforehand. So right. Keep in mind, but especially when you're doing, like what I did when having characters on the cover, like you, you know, it's too easy to like get stuck on little details, that would make it harder to work with the artist. So it's a certain point where once it's basically what you want, you could allow little deviations from what's in the book. So it doesn't need to look exactly how it looks in the book on the cover. Okay, good advice. Well, this has been Geekab on the books. And our, our eighth episode already. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Yakov. Thanks for the great advice. Yeah, thanks you for folks having out me. There, you're welcome. Uh, folks at home can, of course, check out Yakov's books. Uh, right now, he's got uh, a greater duty with the sequel coming soon. You can check out my books. There's links to the Soul Cycle, uh, the Campbell nominated uh, Dragon Award winning series below. Uh, also, links to both of our cover artists' websites, uh, John and Marcelo. And while you're down there, be sure to subscribe. And YouTube makes you double secret subscribe by clicking both the subscribe button and the little bell icon. And if you don't do both, you won't get notifications when this show comes out. So for GeekGab, this has been Brian with special guest Jack of Merkin. We'll see you next time and keep reading.